don't you remember when don't you remember when everyone would say like stuff like that like in your like freshman dorm but that's technically true it is like history is actually subjective because like if a tidal wave like destroyed like this planet like the date of infamy would be like another date do you know what i mean like it would be like a different date i feel like i was so high always having this conversation with people did you know that if you took a boat and parked it across the international date line, mm. you could be in two years at the same time? Wait, actually, is that true? It, if you did it on New Year's. Is that true? Yeah. One half of the boat would be in the new year and the other half would be in the old year if you oh, did it on December 31st. my God. You know that my ass would like feel like I don't even know, like destroyer of worlds if I was given that chance. Like, it would just be like, isn't this crazy? And I'd be like, I fucking knew I'd be the one to manipulate time and space. Like, I, it would go to my head in, like, three minutes. That's like, really take funny. me to, like, Four Corners, which I've never been to. And I literally would be like, I now have manifested <laughs> power beyond my wildest dreams. Like, okay. Four Corners is the is it, Four Corners is so sad and just like it's so pathetic. Um, that sounds about right for my in terms of my like ascent to power. Would that not be? <laughs> would that not yeah. be my House of Cards? I took that's a definitely beat your aesthetic. Volkswagen from two thousand one and drove my ass to Four Corners, and now I'm here. Like, oh my god, <laughs> I've never been. I do kind of yeah. want to go. I think there's people. All the people who were selling fried bread out at Four Corners would just look at you and kind of like shake their heads and continue doing what they were doing. <laughs> I'd be like, what, Dennis? You think life will continue as it was yesterday? I'm your master yeah. now. They're like, oh my God. <laughs> like, yeah. also, what is like. You're getting way ahead, way ahead of yourself. Also, what is like less threatening than a king who like can't move from this one spot because he'll forfeit whatever <laughs> fake power he has like i dare you to look at me like that one more time dennis however i can't lift my foot from these four little corners so you come over here everyone's like okay you're not <laughs> the only thing less pathetic than a person doing that would be if that person or sorry the only thing more pathetic than, than a person doing that would be if that person was wearing like a a, a pale pink baseball cap and like a, a large like Madonna t-shirt yeah. and then maybe some short yeah. shorts and uh, they had like tall like maybe half ankle socks <laughs> yeah. and yeah. like some some it'd kids so, yeah it'd be like so stupid like so stupid <laughs> be like so dumb um that'd be really dumb that'd be dumb like in general and an iphone case with like a bunch of donuts and hamburgers on it <laughs> yeah for sure like that's just fucking like lame <laughs> that's like corny you know what i mean um hold on i'm gonna quickly amazon prime something just one second new <laughs> iphone case are we recording <laughs> <laughs> i'd like for you to know that on my iphone case is actually a bevy of images including but not limited to a pineapple an alien yes a donut though <laughs> there is a donut never mind isn't there a hamburger <laughs> on it not a hamburger i didn't unify my case unfortunately wow um what if i started do you remember okay. the was the hamburger phone from juno not the most like even while it was happening like all right like a little much hamburger yeah, phone from juno don't you feel like that even at that yeah. time i was watching that i was like i'm not 
this is a lot. Like you need you need to chill a little bit on this one. There was like a I remember there was like a sex scene in Juno, and I'm pretty sure the shot is of of the main character like taking off her underpants. Yeah. And wasn't it wasn't it some kind of like cutesy cartoon like little girl underpants that she yeah, was, it was wearing? Yeah, like Wonder Woman underpants or something like that. And then, like, yeah, Michael at that Sarah, point, like, like, the oh, minute yeah, he, like, Jesus. enters Ellen Page, you just hear him go, wizard. <laughs> like, what the fuck? What? Yeah, really? wizard. The word wizard. <laughs> he said wi- what? I think they were trying to make, like, wizard a wow. cool, they being, like, Diablo Cody was trying to make wizard, like, a hip word. Like, when something's cool, like, wizard. Oh, right. Like, guess what? Didn't happen. Did not happen. No. Um... Whatever happened to her? Ellen Page, she came out as a lesbian. No, Diablo oh, Cody. Diablo um, she came out as a lesbian. No, Diablo Cody. What did happen to her? You know what? She made no movies that ever made as much money, but she did make Young Adult, which is a very underrated movie starring Charlize Theron. Have you okay. seen it? Well. With Pat no. Oswald and Charlize Theron. You should see it. It's really good. I think it's really good. Um, it's it's one of the mm. better movies of those movies that came out for a while that was like bad this like bad like mm. principal like bad oh, yeah, teacher yeah. like it was yeah teacher. it was like one of those like adult behaving badly movies but I think it was one of the better ones that came out. Mm. I had a crush okay. on it. Well, anyway, this is this is episode seventy four, right? Episode seventy four. Testing, testing. Anyone? Thank you. Do you like that? <laughs> and uh, I'm coming in hot from the west coast mm. of California. And I'm coming in cold from out east. Burr, burr. Feel me all? It was such a nice day yesterday. Uh, this weekend was so beautiful. Wow. Meanwhile, it's literally howling outside. Like, it feels like someone just got murdered. Is it snowing? It's not snowing. It's actually a nice day, but it's so cold and so windy. The disgusting thing about when it snows in the city in New York is the uh, all like the brown snow that collects at the like when you have to cr- like go through the crosswalk. Yeah, the sludge, like the like the snow. It just sludge. becomes this mud puddle. Ugh. It's so funny because like for five minutes, like when it's rainy the night before, it's like, oh my god, like this is so gorgeous, like powder fresh, <laughs> and then like immediately the next day, it's like, are you fucking kidding? Like it's like a truck drives by and like throws like mud in your face it's just like so intense you have like a three second window to enjoy it then the next day after that it becomes black ice and you just like could die at any minute it's very dramatic but also very sexy did you ever want did you ever have like a like a feeling like you kind of want to see what the gross brown snow tastes like um no so let's just um jump right over that and keep moving okay. forward um back and move forward right. right back to you fair <laughs> enough uh, you had an interesting week this week how open are we about to get with our listeners who honestly I consider a family yeah well our listeners are families and uh you know this week uh I was undone by uh some uh some just unfortunate uh, financial situations with the people that I worked for, uh, this great uh, online sports media company called Bleacher Report. Uh, unfortunately, they uh, had to cut about 50 jobs this week, and I was one of the noobs who lost their job. So, so. brutal. I'm so upset. Um, I don't want, you know, to exploit 
the moment, um, but I am going to ask you to describe literally everything that happened on the day of, um, <laughs> down to like the minute you woke up. Like, how did you know? You had a sense that this was going to happen, and I want to know why. Because you knew they'd sold, yeah. or because they sent you one of those emails that was like, we need to talk to you in conference room two, stat. And it's like <laughs> real subtle. No, I mean... Uh, yeah, I don't know how into detail I can get about this stuff, but basically they have like a, they've had it. I mean, this has since been like reported by by places that like cover media shit like bistro. This. All of these, like, anyways, big, like yeah, media yeah, yeah. There's like one, yeah, um, specifically awful announcing that specializes in like sports coverage. So anyway, they kind of just had this like shift in strategy. Mm-hmm. They call it. But basically what happened was Turner invested all this money into the company and then the company grew too quickly, too fast, or too big, too too quickly, and uh, they were kind of just scrambling and Turner was kind of scrambling about the amount of revenue Bleach Report was bringing in and then they were kind of, you know, when stuff like that happens, you you just got to cut, cut the fat mm-hmm. a little bit and, uh, you know, it's just, uh, just what happens. I was, yeah. You know, you know. How what do I mean? you feel about me stepping in as your lawyer and framing this as being about race? Race. Mm-hmm. A strategy. Uh, this would be the first. Seeing as, let's see, how many people on my team lost there? I would say every person who got fired from my team was not every person, but four out of the six people that lost their jobs on my team were white. So that would be you'd be having a tough go of things trying to. It'd be very off-brand for mm. you to defend white Definitely people. Definitely off-brand for me race. because I hate all of you crackers. But for Erod Barodkovich, yeah. my attorney at law alter ego, <laughs> or, my, or as I call it, my law alter ego, um, this is on-brand. Erod Barodkovich is like a hot trailer trash lawyer who exclusively defends white people in race-related crimes. Hmm. So... I mean, I don't think it was race related. I don't either. I mean, if you want but to, but Erod Barodkovich doesn't. It sounds like it's more difficult to like enlist you than it would be for you to just like cheer for me from the sidelines. Mm, true. So, Erod I mean, is very expensive. I can't. I'm not. I will say. Yeah, and it seems like you're kind of Erod doesn't. I don't know how much experience you actually have in law um that's neither here nor there um it's definitely neither here nor there in the sense that it's everywhere meaning i have a lot of experience actually if i recall correctly doesn't erod brodkovich just kind of try to like seduce people into like absolutely and then you like like blackmail them or something isn't that so first of all erod is always late to court so i always leave my client being like (laughs) Having everyone go, like, where is she? Where, where, what's going on? Like, where is she? Like, a lot of, like, mumbling. And the, the judge being like, counselors, like, if the attorney doesn't show, this case is. And then I open the doors and I say, closed. Because <laughs> I open the doors when I say closed. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, really? closed. And I'm wearing, like, a it. bustier, a denim jacket open, um, like a cheetah skirt, hot, like, midway thigh at most like maybe seeing like a little mm-hmm. a little sack feel me like pumps cheetah pumps and i'm walking in wobbly looking blacked out smelling worse and i go pardon me counselors and i wink at the other 
other attorney because the night before I got them blacked out and have like some real right. scandalous like info on them. Then I slide seductively across the table and then the case is closed. And you yeah, win, we right? Win. I mean, why does it close right? Why does it close right when you right. get there? <laughs> well, the the <laughs> when the judge goes. This case is, and I go, closed, and then I walk in, and I slide the paper, and I say, Your Honor, I believe this case is, and I look at the other attorney, and the other attorney goes, closed, and I go, closed, <laughs> and then and then we all walk out. <laughs> Do you win? Is that, so you win the case without presenting any evidence or, like, making any arguments or um, anything? Yeah. Do you know how law works, Jack? Like, by end. Not really. I was hoping you could um, help. Yeah, I mean, like, I help, but, like, this isn't about, like, the law in quotes. It's about, like, the law. Like, the law of the land. Do you know what I mean? Uh, like, like, okay. Uh, like, my cross-examination is very, like, um, like, Mr. Kelly, um, okay. Until they're, like, um, yeah, I, I mean... <laughs> And I basically make them speak, and I go, I rest my case. That's funny. It's not funny. It's very serious. Law is not funny. But I do only exclusively work with You're white right. clients, and I hope every person of color hearing this knows that. You are not my client. Hmm. Okay. Well, that sucks for them because... Because I'm a talented... Uh, it like they're missing out on Yeah, quite a I'm a show. talented attorney, and I'm not offering my work to anyone who's not white and in trouble. It is what it is. It's a brand. It's a brand. Um, but I am really sorry that you got... Fi- How did they do it? What is the what is the sort of way that they say it? Are they like, so... They called me and they were like, hey, we got some bad news, dog. And I was like, yeah, I know. And they were like, it's cool. You get a cool severance package. And I was like, oh, that's actually pretty cool. So can't really be mad. It's you know true. I mean? was, and when you got your severance package, was, that, was it a half-eaten Togo sandwich? Be honest. Uh... No, it, no, it, no, it doesn't look like a Togo sandwich, honestly. It looks like it's more blimpy. Okay, that's nice. I love that. What's crazy is that your severance package is about half of um, Erod Barodkovich's expected pay. So, um, don't. It's actually pretty cool. They're help. They're like hiring people to like, you know, f- uh, fucking help me get a new job. That's so, so nice. I have a crush. It is nice. However, you crush. did go on a Twitter. You had a Twitter moment. Who was it directed? Let's discuss. <laughs> Let's discuss. I was subtweeting. Were, I was subtweeting you the were other morning. I was up at 5 a.m. And I was just kind of getting annoyed because there's just like stupid political stuff that happens at every But job. what did you discover between and, the know, moment that you were given a generous severance to the moment at 5 a.m. when you're tweeting? What has changed? <laughs> well, there's a difference, right? So like Bleach Report's owned by this parent company, Turner who owns like TNT and TBS yes. and Cartoon Network and a bunch of other media. Jane outlets. Fonda's husband. So Turner, what? Yeah, exactly. Turn Turner, like old Uncle Ted, Teddy Turner, Uncle Teddy gave gave me a dope severance package. My one, my gripe was with the people running Bleacher Report because I felt like they weren't as cool about letting me go as they mm. could have been. Or uh, it felt it, it felt to me that after four and a half years of gainful employment and good relationships and, you know, just like my accrual of, of experiences and, you know, knowledge of, of like the multimedia universe mm-hmm. of the internet, 
uh, it didn't feel fair to let me go. It felt like it was kind of just a, a, a bullshit, like, political thing. And, uh, yeah, I was expressing my anger towards some specific individuals who I didn't mention, nor will I mention Okay, now. but, like, no one, like, but, like, uh, on the, on the it's just Twitter. you and me. Who were they? What did they do? <laughs> Look, I don't know if there's some troll in, at Bleach Report who's been listening to all of our episodes just waiting for instances like this where they can now sue me and like uh you know get all my my severance stuff right back. because so, of speaking look, i can tell you in private okay. yeah i mean even i can make up a name right now you're not gonna know the guy's name was gary shandling gary fucking shandling on it jack so gary shandling is dead he died a year that. ago was it a ghost? <laughs> like, this is going to send me on a completely, like, parallel attempt to avenge your firing by, like, having a seance. Like, who did you talk to, Gary? Like, holding, like, a Ouija board. I get it. I mean, I understand. You're just curious. I'm curious and I'm a good but friend. Really, if you want to know. And I love gossip. I'm a little bitch. If you really want to know the guy's name, his name is Stovetop. <laughs> Tree branch. Stove top tree branch. Jack, I'm fucking on it. Like, I swear to God, dude, like, <laughs> I will track him down and I will make him apologize. You have my word. What would you do if next week you just heard the muffling screams of someone like <clears throat> in the back and I was like, I fucking found someone named Stovetop Tree Branch, Jack. He lives in Flushing, Queens. I cannot believe it. He's the only one. <laughs> And I really want to make sh- make it clear that I'm definitely not just naming things that I see with my eyes right definitely. now. Definitely. Okay. <laughs> Side note, like, where are you? <laughs> you? That you're seeing both of these things this clearly. You don't have windows in your kitchens? I live in New York City. You know that all I can see is a half-naked man and, like, a fire escape. Which reminds me, I was True. sexually harassed by a man named Hafnikod Fire Escape. <laughs> He's Eastern European, <laughs> and I need you to track him down for me. That sounds like it would be. That sounds like it's one of your like wet dreams come to life. What half Nakod fire escape? <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's fusing a favorite location um, with a fetish and a fear. I'm scared of everyone Eastern European. <laughs> That's not racist at all. It's by not. The way. It's really not. I mean, like, I think they love it. Here's my impression of everyone from Eastern Europe. Uh, <laughs> Like, I just feel like that's the noise they make when they look at me. Huh? Like, always. I, I, like, I pray to God every day that someone from whatever the white version of the ACLU never listens to this. Because your, <laughs> your career and my career for being kind of just like a, what's it called when you just like passively let someone do something to like ruin their life? An enabler? Yes, I'm enabling you to be, like, racist against white people more and more easy. <laughs> it's true. It's just because I don't really think it's racist. Look, it is not my fault that every single time an Eastern European person turns their neck to the left or right, it makes the sound of a door creaking. <laughs> That's called science. That's science. Like, have you ever seen well, someone from Eastern Europe not go, <laughs> when they turn to the left to look at something? <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, I mean, even if I gave my opinion, I'm not sure it would convince you. So I'm not, I'm just gonna not answer. It really, your it's true. But you should definitely come to my TEDx 
called Are Eastern Europeans Doorknobs? Me and a me and a black <laughs> turtleneck. And it always opens with an anecdote. So it's like it opens and it's like when I was 14, um, I met an Eastern European guy named Carl <laughs> with a K. Um, and I remember the minute that I met, it's always like a stupid little anecdote that then becomes like a big idea. Yeah. I love <laughs> TED Talks. Um, well, I'm really sorry you got yeah, so fired. Um, onwards and yeah, upwards. Me too. Um, yeah, I mean, if I'm being honest, I have bigger things to worry about. I started to meet, uh, well, my wife started to. A Yorkie, uh, a Yorkie love Instagram account that I want everybody to go oh, and like. It's called fuck. Yorkies underscore anonymous. <sighs> Get on this train early. We're gonna ride this all the way to yeah. the bank. Honestly, this firing came just in time because your new media empire is about to flourish. Your lifestyle brand, <laughs> Yorkies anonymous. Like honestly, this is this would be your TED talk. Like when I was twenty seven, like I was fired. <laughs> I thought my life was over. And then I came up with an idea. Yorkies. Anonymous. Now, we're the number three retailer of black market purebred Yorkies. <laughs> it's true, though. They're cute, and I think they have a space in It's true, heart. but does Pam know that the name literally look- sounds like she has a secret Yorkie ring, like, that she's, like, selling <laughs> yeah. underground in, like, Guatemala? I was the one who gave her the idea for the name. I wanted it to be Yorkie Addicts Anonymous, oh. but that was too long. <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking God. I really want the I really want you to like keep using Pam's like still loose idea of the English language against her. So she's like, Jack, I have a brilliant name for our company. It's called Yorkie Kidneys Black Market. I'm going to start it as a subreddit. <laughs> And in my location on Twitter, I put deep web. Like, nice. (laughs) Deep web. Also, I made it. That's actually not a bad idea. It's really not. I think that's where your real audience is. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) The deep web. I'll get on on to that. That's actually good. So good. good. You should definitely plug. Everybody who's listening to this podcast right now, seriously, Yorkies underscore anonymous. Did she spill anonymous right? Oh my god, good question. Anonymous is hard to smell a spell. She did? Okay, so it's Yorkie's underscore anonymous, yeah, right? Did. Yeah, that's it. Go, Go like, like it, it, please. Uh Yorkie. This is actually um a really good time to announce that we will be launching exclusive <laughs> Good Friends content um on the Yorkie's Anonymous Instagram page. So, you know, like us there, follow there, and um Really see the the Good Friends brand expand. Yeah, this is an affiliation with Good this Friends. This is. One of the the top posts so far is one that I posted, and it's got 25 likes. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, it's got 25 likes, so no big no deal. No big deal. There it is. I'm looking at it right and so now, f- and I am happy. Wow. And so far, Following. our biggest fan is your boy, David Zane. I mean, he loves dogs. Shouts to good friend David Zane for loving dogs. I will say we were not lying about good friends content. Um, there is a slow motion video of Jack with a Yorkie throwing a ball. Um, <laughs> and underneath, there's a comment that says, love it by David. <laughs> so, yes. 
Come on, isn't that video cute? Isn't she so cute? Uh, yeah, for sure. So <laughs> she's really good. What most people don't know is that Sounds like you're no, lying. No, she is really cute. And this Yorkie is available for $38,000. She's half steroid rat. No, she's not for sale. Um, and if you want to buy her, um, my username in the deep web is Yorkie Seller. The S is a dollar sign. Um, so, Jack, I'll handle the financial stuff and you handle um, the shipments. And Pam can do the accidental social media stuff, which is great. So, so we had a discussion, me and Pam, about whether or not we would sell our dog for like $10 million. And both of us said we wouldn't do it. Excuse me? Yeah. Okay. Safe space. Admit to me right now that your ass was lying. <laughs> no, she's too cute. She's like, a me- you can't sell like a member of your family for $10 million. $10 million. Dollars to give up your your. I mean, are you giving it up to like a Yorkie murderer or just like someone else who would care for a Yorkie? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter. Imagine giving up like your child for ten million dollars. You wouldn't do it. Okay, as someone who has just gone into business with you opening a black market for Yorkies, hearing that you wouldn't sell one for ten million dollars is making me question you as a business partner. I'm not a very good businessman. I'll, I'll yeah, we're going to end up in the red with 100,000 purebred Yorkies in the basement of someone in Eastern <laughs> Europe. You really fucked me on this one. Because, because I refuse to yes. sell. Here's some, here's some truth. Oh, I would oh. sell my Yorkie for like $25,000. Shoot me a number and I'll tell you how low. Like 25 I'll tell you bucks. how low I'm going to go. I wouldn't go under, under 5000 though. Yeah, really? I would not. I ex- I expected you to sell sell like any kind of animal for like less than uh, like the bite <laughs> off of some person's like Dutch crunch sandwich. Like, ooh, that fall looks pretty good. Can I have a bite? I'll give you my Yorkie. I give yeah. the Yorkie. I'm like, eh, I'm not even really that yeah. hungry, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I get that you have an attachment to a dog, but oh man, ten million dollars. What I would do is you could buy like a million more Yorkies. This is bad business. Mm. Well, look, we have we're being followed by a bunch of other accounts that are just like people like this one called uh, Princess Leah, and it's just photos of this one dog. Oh my god, <laughs> it's a lifestyle brand. I'm literally just. This is like definitely, and then there's another one called Joey Buttons that follows us, and it's just another another. Yorkie. I'm looking at Joey Buttons right now. This is insane. Fourteen point nine thousand followers. What about though? Bark International? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! And it's a small business, a luxury canine online boutique. It sounds like there's someone we should partner up with. <laughs> oh my god! So Col Tide Chloe. Clotilde. Chloe. What does that mean? I don't know, but it's like these ridiculous. Look, these dogs are disgusting. These are gross. Like. These these Yorkies with like the long hair and the ugh, they all look terrible. like Jennifer Aniston when she got out of a shower. They look like yeah. wet Jennifer Aniston. What is with this hair? This like weird like Aniston. this weird like Rachel haircut. It's so they're heinous. This dog is famous for having the Rachel haircut. <laughs> this dog is famous for a lot of things. Most importantly, having the Rachel. <laughs> yeah. 
this breed is very Rachel. Oh my god, I am stressed about this dog. Well, God bless. Also, like Thank whenever you. like the mom in this family is holding this dog up and they have the same hair, I literally can't tell like who is who. <laughs> Who's the dog? Oh my god, there's literally a photo of her pregnant with the dogs on top of them. I, I, saw I have a crush one. on the husband yeah. though. He should literally leave them and the dogs. <laughs> should I message him and say there's still time? Leave. This is so weird. Uh, yeah, this is making me uncomfortable. Wow, a culture. 75,000. No, 7,000 followers. Never mind. God bless. Yeah. Um, well, I'm really excited for your for our new business venture. Um, it's an exciting time to be alive, and um, I really hope everyone here follows um, follows Yorkies and underscore anonymous. And I mean that, everyone, right now, as you're listening, Please. go to Instagram. Yep. Type in Yorkies Please. underscore anonymous. This isn't a game to me. This is not a game. I know you idiots love dogs. I know some of you listeners love them. Come on now. Prove it. Hmm. Okay, wait. Before we get into our next topic, I wanted to ask you about something that I saw on Rula's Instagram. Oh. Rod's roommate, Rula. Um, anyway, this is who I'm talking about. She posted something where the where the where it seems like the mailman is like hitting on her. Heartbreaker Rula. <laughs> wait. He left a UPS slip. But under the name of under this under the, like the the part of the slip that says like name, he wrote Heartbreaker Rula. All okay, but I think that that means that the person who sent the package put that as the name Probably. on the package, right? Are you sure? I mean, wait. Otherwise, what would it be? <laughs> hmm, that's like double intrigue. So either the person who's sending her the package thinks she's a heartbreaker. Or the mailman thinks Yeah, I, I think people are focusing on the mystery in the wrong way. I'm fascinated to, like, who's the package from? I don't think the mailman <laughs> wrote that in the slip. I think the person who sent the it looks gift like, wrote that in the name. You know how you write, like, funny names on an envelope or on a package? Yeah. Like, do, do any, do any like mailmen know who we are as people? I don't well unless he like sees Rula from afar and like o- opines over her in like an apartment of like fifty. I'd be. I mean, honestly, like if that's possible, like God bless. I've. Ne- I don't think we've ever. I've never seen the mailman in our building. But who knows? Maybe it's a stalker. I would love a single white female moment. You know, I just want to be the best friend in a horror movie. Like, girl, you're being crazy. And then she's like, literally. Oh well, look, Rula is a very lovely, a very lovely woman. And uh, if there's anybody who uh, is getting stalked, uh, it better be you know, her. Rula definitely deserves it. I agree. It. She definitely yeah. she deserves to be stalked by everyone, mailman and above, and honestly below, garbage man, like mm. anyone, anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this: um, it looks like it looks like it's two different kinds of handwriting. Like the 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 person who did the numbers uh, for like the UPS tracking number and like the date and the pickup time. Looks like they've got their shit together. The person who wrote her name looks like a serial killer. <laughs> a single white female moment. I'm not even kidding. Single brown yeah. female. It looks. She looks. She looks. It looks like the person who wrote her name out is is like done with done with this. Like group. has absolutely had it. Has like nothing left to give. This is their last thing to hold on to this year. Yeah, yeah. it does. There's something. The B wow. is very squiggly. Um, the K, uh, honestly, I, I want to take this like a handwriting, like specialist, like the H implies cannibalism. The B, this is a loan we're like, working around. Yeah. <laughs> 
Everything's lowercase except for the K in the middle of right. Heartbreaker. And also, they What's got her about? name wrong. Rula Nasrawi? Yeah, they did. <laughs> Rula Dash Nasrawi. But meanwhile, look at the all. two eight in the today's date. That's sleek. That two is nice. I know that looks great. Yeah, it's great. a good eight. It has like it has like a it has, you can tell they wrote it quickly but efficiently. But then the handwriting is very like and the tracking. So true. That's so true. And the tracking number, like all the numbers are written confidently, yes. cleanly. There's no mistakes. As soon as you get to the name, it's like a bunch of idiots. It's weird. Is this a got together? Does this just, imply a syndicate? Yeah. A group of people? Mm. This is a network going after. This Rula. is bigger than we can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Should I? I'm gonna keep everyone updated on this because I actually think it has the potential to be dark or beautiful. Is she about to meet the literal love of her life? Yeah. You've got mail too. So keep us. I'm gonna keep on you guys that. in the loop on Mailgate. And I think this is a much more. This is something that we can actually deliver on, unlike the promise of having a Margot Robbie interview. Oh, we'll be having a Margot Robbie interview. We just need to wait until her career <laughs> cools down, which is in 20 minutes probably. <laughs> I want to get her when she's doing the press tour for I, Tanya, <laughs> The movie where she plays Tanya Harding. <laughs> I, I want to so bad. Good, listeners, I am serious. I'm going to really try to get Margot Robbie to interview on this podcast. <laughs> Jack, Good what luck. would you do if literally suddenly on the one day we just had to be like, so Margot Robbie, tell us about how you got started <laughs> in Australia. <laughs> I think I would just laugh. I, I think I, I wouldn't be able to do it because I'd just be laughing the whole time. You'd just be, I, I hope she'd be laughing. Would she be like, all right, what is this? Okay, I can't do a Margot Robbie accent. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a career. That was not not hot. Um, yeah, I promise no. Robbie will be here. I swear on my okay. fucking life. Um, we <laughs> wanted to talk about what else do we want to talk about? The Grammys. The Grammys. Okay, yes, we want to talk about the Grammys, which occurred last night. We're recording this on a Monday. Um, I'm assuming yeah. you didn't watch, but absorbed nevertheless. I kind of last night we watched the. Fifth episode of the first season of Deadwood instead of the Grammys. Okay, so definitely finger on the pulse. Um, Right. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for keeping in in touch with what's going on culturally. Um, Important. But I kind of like saw what happened, the big shit that happened this morning over the internet and like the front page of the news. It was a night. It was quite a night. Um, I'll start yeah, by saying I, I hate I heard the Grammys. Was, uh, I I find them really boring. I it's really just performances. That's the only reason I watch. Well, no, you also want to. You no, know, you no, know, that's not the only reason you watch. You also watch so you you like hate watch. I Grammys. hate watch. It's true. I do. I hate watch. I hate watch, and I want to know the last because you know. You know that you're gonna get very mad at who they select every year for album of the year. And you know it's not going to be the artist that you want to see win album of the year, and yet you watch it. Anyway. I watch. I I can't tell if I watch hoping to be surprised or to absolutely be confirmed, to have like all of You're my right. like biggest angers confirmed. And honestly, it's always the latter. So, what was the big upset this week, yeah. which I assume you've heard about by now? Wasn't it like? Uh, I mean, I can only assume that you're mad that Adele won album of the year over Beyonce. You bet, bitch. Yes. What yeah. does what does a what does a gear have to do to get album of the year? <laughs> like, are you kidding? Even Adele was like, 
hello, oh God, like was like horrified by this. Did you see her speech? No, I didn't see the speech. I read like kind of a transcript of it. Okay, so Adele accepts, so Adele wins, um, so Beyonce wins for like urban album of the year, like whatever. Um, And then Adele wins for song of the year. Um, Now for song of the year, I had a feeling Hello would win. Um, and so I wasn't like too panicked yet, but then for record of, so song of the year goes to, um, the singer of the song. It's like about, you know, it's like the song itself, um, record of the year goes to like the recording, yeah. the production of it. Um, and I, and usually like record of the year is, is an award given out right before album of the year, because it's sort of like the totality of the project before like the at like the biggest award of the night, right? Sort of like the director award before the mm-hmm. best picture award at the Oscars. So when Hello won again for record of the year is when I was like, okay. And even Adele herself like gave Beyonce like a quick shout out at that moment. It was just like kind of like unaware of like what was going on. And then when they announced album of the year went to 25, like Adele's face, you really should go back and watch it because her face is like, embarrassed it's so so intense like it kind of reminds me of when Meryl Streep won best actress over Viola Davis and there was this like palpable sense of like it wasn't quite shame but it was this real like how do I navigate who I am like intellectually as a person who understands how this stuff works with like who I have to be publicly and also, like, what I personally believe. And Adele is, like, I guess, like, a huge Beyonce fan, which is, like, so cute. Um, and was, like, sobbing and was, like, like, the artist of my lifetime is Beyonce. And this album was unbelievable. Like, literally, like, that entire second half of the speech is just directed at Beyonce. And they share this, like, really beautiful moment where Beyonce is, like, crying and, like, mouthing, like, I love you to Adele. And it feels so authentic and real. And But I still was, like, are you kidding me? I'm livid. Did you, did you make it, did you make like a, did you like scream out loud in pain as they It's so cute it? that you think I might not. That's like, I feel like that's like the nicest thing you've ever <laughs> said, that you think I'd be able to restrain a scream. That's so sweet. You bet your sweet ass I yeah. screeched. Actually, what happened is I opened my mouth and I literally was just like, ah! it was so quiet, but every dog in the universe started going crazy. Yeah, oh, was your was your nice. Yorkie kind of like going wild last night around like I don't know eight o'clock West Pacific time because she probably heard me going <laughs> all the way in New York City. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. So. Okay, so can I just quickly go on like a rant about like what the biggest problem of this is? It's not. Even if I say even yeah. if you say no, even if I say please no, please just you're say do no. It. Just say yeah. no so I can hear you say no. So basically, no. the biggest problem is that <laughs> it's not even about race. It's not even about like conventional music versus like unconventional music. It's like what is going on with the Grammys like submission deadlines? This album came out in November of 2015. Like. <laughs> what on earth? Like, not only do the Grammys just not make sense culturally, but even in, like, the mechanics of the Grammys, they're still just like, ah, ah, ah. we just don't know what's going on. Like, you bet. Like, what is, what are you talking about? This came out Thanksgiving two years ago, okay? We are in February of okay. 2017. Why are these albums even competing? Like, 
I don't even understand. I don't even understand. Like, why have a Grammys every year if an album from two years ago doesn't like? Why wasn't this nominated last year? (laughs) Like, can someone explain? Like, I don't even understand. Like, I don't. Hello, that song. When did Hello come out? Do you remember by any chance? No. It literally came out in like September of 2015. Like. How? How? Like, actually, how? Like, put a gun in my mouth and pull the trigger. Like, I don't get what's going on. So already the fact that these two albums are competing is just, like, so arbitrary. Because, like, what do they... Like, why? Like, how? And this has happened before. Like, Megan Trainer, you know, like, that... You know how much I hate that girl. But, like, we're just going to, like, yeah. sidestep that. But, like, her song, like, All About That Bass got nominated for, like, best, best, like... Or, like, song of the year. And then the next year, Megan Trainer was nominated for best new artist. Like... What? Like, well, Chance the Rapper won Best New Artist this year, and I didn't. Right, that but at, at least the album was nominated the same year. Do you know what I mean? Like, in the past, yeah, you've okay. had something even I crazier. See. Like, Nicki Minaj got like Best New Artist nomination. She didn't even win, by the way. But she like she lost it when the year that she was nominated for her second album. Like, like none That's of this funny. shit makes sense. Like, all I ask for is consistency. That's the only thing I ask for. It's the same thing that like pissed me off about like you know, the Oscar so white thing. It wasn't like, I love these movies like Selma or something, you know, it's that like, just like have a sense of like understanding what like the rules are in these things. Like, I just don't get how these things work and it drives me mad. It's how I would feel in math class in high school. Like I'm down to do this. (laughs) I just don't get it. Like it's so outrageous to me. It's so outrageous. Also like this was the only chance Beyonce pretty much ever had to win an album. This was the most... Lemonade was, like, the most Grammy-friendly album Beyonce could ever make in her life. It's, like, guitar. Like, it has this sort of, like, rock roots. Like, they love, like, Beck and Jack White and, like, all these idiots. I mean, like, her getting nominated the same, like, category as, like, Sturgill Simpson. Like, who? Like, this album is the closest thing to, like, a Beck or a Sturgill Simpson-sounding thing that she's ever going to do, and she still doesn't win? Like, my God. Mm. That's it. That's mm. it. The race thing doesn't even bother me. There's The optics of that I'm, like, over. I can't even, like, discuss. It's just more, like, I could not believe that, like, I was seeing an album that I was listening to two Thanksgivings ago win this year. Like... The election hadn't even started yet yeah. when that album came out. And we have a new president. Like, I don't even understand. Hmm. So you're admitting that Donald Trump is our president. Yeah, that was its other thing. The minute that won, I was like, this really is Trump's America. In it. <laughs> In it. I heard it was... V- so the other things I heard from the Grammys were that it was kind of a mess. Yeah, it was definitely like every intern better have gone viral. Like, I feel like no one's mic worked. I feel like everyone was like, ladies and gentlemen, let's do this. And it was like, what? Like, why is there like no sound? Like, why is there like. Was it a mess? Was it a mess to watch live? Um, Was it what to watch live? Like a mess. Was it just like awkward and cringy? There was some. So the the Metallica Lady Gaga moment was tough because like the lead singer of Metallica's mic didn't work for like a verse and a half, which was like awkward. And then during, you know, a couple of the, the, the only other major flub, which wasn't really a flub to me because it was so endearing, was again Adele, who really like ruled the night just in terms of like everything. She's doing her George Michael tribute and like kind of starts out the song, I guess, on like a wrong key. Um, 
And so like the build of the song is like constantly interrupted because she just kind of, yeah, she just like starts flat pretty much. And then she like sort of stops and it asks to like start the song over, which felt really, which was like really awesome. That was like less of a blooper and more of a like diva moment, but was also really sweet. I don't know. It was like really, it was just like really, it was like chill. I don't know. I didn't even think it was that crazy. There was a whole lot of Bruno Mars. I'll tell you that right now. Like, I feel like every five minutes I kept yeah, seeing him. He did, like, a Prince yeah. tribute. I was like, okay, like, I don't know about this. Mm. I don't know. What are your thoughts on Bruno Mars? Uh, I don't love him. Uh, I think he's a, a flashy showman, and I think he puts on a good show. And I can't wait for him to win Album of the Year next year for 24 Karat yeah. Magic. <laughs> no, he's going to win it um in four years when it's, ele- uh, when it's eligible. Right. Welcome to the so, 2046 Grammys. <laughs> presented by the singularity the winner is 24 karat magic by bruno mars like wait where are we when are we what are we like honestly i can't deal with it here's my problem with bruno mars though like i feel like when he's not performing he ceases to exist i feel like he goes mm, into a cryo true. chamber he's like thank you guys for coming Woo! and then like enters a like cryo sleep like like good night cruel world and is like put into like freeze mode that's why his eyes are so buggy because he's like constantly thawing on stage he's been secretly yeah i mean he's someone who's been alive since like the he, he really has and if you if you look in like the background of all like historical <laughs> paintings like you'll be like oh man that peasant boy looks a lot like yeah bruno like mars. wait who's that person and begging for bread cool. Bruno Mars? Yeah. <laughs> that must be why um, his most famous blooper is one time during a live show, he was like, Constantinople, let me hear you! Everyone was like, Bruno, yeah. what? what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I haven't been having this much fun since the fall of the Roman Empire. Let's do this! Woo! Everyone's like, wait a minute, yeah. Bruno, like, you're acting up. Bruno. Um, yeah, he yeah. did the Prince tribute. I think it should have been Janelle Monet, personally. I don't even think she was there. I think she's probably doing, like, press for, like, the 80 movies. She's not, like, 80 Oscar movies that are she's in that are nominated. So I didn't even see her. But I think she would have been the perfect Prince, like, I don't even know, like, replica. What was really interesting about these, um, these, like, memorial performances I noticed last night was, like, something like George Michael, you just want someone to, like, honor or like pay tribute to but there was something about prince where you almost wanted someone to like embodied prince and it was the same with bowie like last year like you sort of want someone to do an impression of him almost or someone who sort of like remind not even just reminds you of him but who can like enter his skin a little bit and there aren't a ton of artists like that and you really notice who they are obviously when they're dead the way you appreciate everything when someone's already dead but that's why the optics of bruno mars didn't work he did like a completely technically perfect show but i was like i don't know like he's not an androgynous you know person i don't even find him sexy like bruno mars is not someone who even like really i don't know he doesn't there's nothing sexy about him he doesn't even really sing about sex you, you know mean. like right not that not that janelle monet is like is like known for being sexy but her androgyny at least gets to something that prince was getting at you know just in a way mm-hmm. um yeah I, I don't know but God bless. It's the Grammys. Who really gives a shit? Beyonce's performance was also, like, amazing. So she still, like, won the night. Beyonce's. Yeah. She was great. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, looking good, as always. Pregnant as Farconi. Literally was, like... Pregnant as Farconi. Yeah, she was prego as Farcono. Um, stomach showing. Just so good. She looked so pregnant. Do you think she... Do you think this is all just, like, a PR attempt to... Like, squash the fake pregnancy rumors. That she's, like, now double pregnant? 
Yeah, she's like, see? I think when she gives birth inevitably to, like, an animal, she'll be like, told you. And everyone's like, what? And like, oh, God. I'm like, I'm confused. <laughs> I don't know. I definitely, I mean, um, yeah, I don't know. I think the twins are crazy. Someone was telling me that they really think it was artificial insemination. And I am not not hearing that. It just seems so crazy to have, like, manifested two kids but i will say this she was so pregnant last night and coachella is in two more months she's gonna be like huge at coachella like i really wonder what that performance is gonna be like i feel like it's not gonna be a lot of dancing it's gonna be a lot of like slow movement acoustic sitting on a stool i don't know if it'll be acoustic but it'll be very like like my dancers are being born out of flowers while i sing and it's like okay girl like a lot of i think art and movement on the nose but yeah, it was a, it was music's biggest night. Maybe you should just shouldn't watch next year. You know, it's getting to that point. It's getting to the point where I just like my heart can't really take it anymore. And the performances aren't even that good. Sometimes they're so crazy. Like the combos make no sense. It'll be like Alicia Keys and like Meredith Brooks. Like, wait, what? Like, why? Meredith. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Kelly Ripa and Sting. Like, um, do they know why they're here? Because I sure don't. But, you know, the Grammys are the Grammys. We hate to love and love to hate them. It is what it is. Can't live with them. Can't live without them. I honestly could happily live without them, but we'll see. Okay. So, moving on. It's time for a quick good friend moment. Time for a good, quick good friend moment. And I'm here to declare declare my love for my good friend, officially, (laughs) and without shame. Okay. I saw the new M. Night Shyamalan movie, (laughs) Split. Oh. And I just love him. I love M. Night Shyamalan. I, you know how much I love signs and you know how much I love the village. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Six Sense is a masterpiece. Unbreakable's like. What's a masterpiece? Six oh, Six Sense. Sense. Yeah. Um, yeah okay. Unbreakable's like pretty great. A little, a little um, self-serious, but really great. Um, he's had a, mm, he's had a lot of missteps since the village. Tons. Okay. Um, like what? Um, the ha- he made him the happening. I think was. To- oh, the happening. With yes, Marky with Marky Mark. Mark and Zoe Dash Dash was kind of was tonally a mess. Um, it did have some okay. interesting. The plot was really. I love the idea of the movie, and I love things mm-hmm. about it, and I love the old woman in the third act of it, but. Something okay. about the movie just like doesn't really work. Lady in the Water like really does not work at all. That movie where Paul Giamatti okay. falls in love with a mermaid in his apartment complex, his pool, like that pitch, like <laughs> oh my god. Um, so that one doesn't work. And then he started to do movies, you know, taking taking on other. He properties started to do just like and producing. Yeah, he just started to do anything. Started to do anything. Um, he went into like rehab pretty much, like image rehab, like. Um, he did The Last Airbender. And that failed. Um, he produced some movies, I think. He produced that movie Devil about everyone stuck in an elevator, which I didn't see. Um, mm. and, uh, but I do remember being in a movie theater watching the trailer for Devil. And when it said, um, 
from producer M. Night Shyamalan. The theater laughed. And I'll never forget that. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Because I literally was just, it was just that. so sad to me. Like, they authentically just laughed at his name. Like, just his name. And I was like, so wow. Funny. Like, this dude is gone. Like, so then he started collaborating with this guy, um... I always forget how to say his name, like bomb, like Blomhouse. Ugh, whatever. I like don't even like really have the energy to figure it out. But like all of these like horror <laughs> movies that have been coming out lately, these sort of like neo traditionalists, like Insidious, um, The Conjuring. Yeah. All of these movies are part of Blomhouse productions. These like they're made on the cheap. They make a lot of money. They're yeah. you know they're sort of like play with the conventions of like classic like ghost stories and like haunted house movies. And he collaborated with him on that on that movie, The Visit, about these kids who visit their grandparents and like their grandparents are acting like really weird. And that movie doesn't work in a lot of ways because it's like this weird found footage movie. But like it's it's pretty. It's like okay, like it works. But Split is okay. really okay. good. Like Split is great, and it stars mm-hmm. James McAvoy as this guy who has like twenty four personalities or like twenty three personalities, like schizophrenic or whatever. And um, he ends up, like, developing a 24th personality. Um, he kidnaps these three girls and is on the verge of this, like, new, almost, like, non-human-sounding personality being born. And it's sort of, like, about the psychiatrist who's, like, observing him and the girls trying to escape and, like, whether the psychiatrist will get to the girls in time. And it's a thriller and it's also, like, scary. And James McAvoy is so good in it. He's playing, like... He has, like, eight different characters that he sort of, like, comes in and out of, different personalities. And he's really good in all of them. And the movie's just, like, really great. It's a total, like, it's still not, like, peak Shyamalan, but it's, like, the closest we've ever, I think we've ever gotten. And it made me realize, like, how much, like, when he's good, how much I enjoy just, like, being in his movies. Like, he's kind of a hack, and he always has been, like, just someone who can, like, put together, like, a good movie you know, it's never like, I mean, like, this Sixth Sense feels like a miracle, yeah. but, you know, the movies for the most part are just like really, like, really, like, fun puzzles or like, exercises. And this is just one of those. And it's not his best, but it is like, it's still pretty good. So would you say that he's back officially? I don't, I mean, I kind I don't know if he'll ever be like back. I think like it'll be really, Im- I, I mean, I don't know. Mel Gibson was nominated for an Oscar this year. I don't know if it's impossible to really, like, I don't think it's impossible anymore to rub the stink a failure off of you. I don't know if he'll ever be able to like be back to like what he was hyped to having been on his way to become like he was like nominated for an Oscar. I don't see an Oscar in his future. Like he's being called the next Spielberg. I don't think he's ever going to make, I think the key is giving him smaller budgets actually. So like he'll never be back to the scale he was before because I think the scale was the problem in some ways. Um, But I also, I also like have a lot, I just have a lot of sympathy for him. Like, that, like, obsession with, like, the twist ending, I feel, like, ruined him. Like, truly, like, just, like, he, it, like, really undid him in, like, some weird way. You know, like, that mm. people hated him for this thing that he felt that they were also, like, demanding of him, which was, like, to just constantly surprise them. Like, people were, like, almost waiting to be disappointed by his twist. Like, they wanted a twist, and they, like, wanted to be disappointed by them. Um and I don't know. I also, and I also think that, like, we've seen so much of, like, the tragedy of what happened to M. Night Shyamalan is now something that's so commonplace in regards to, like, how people approach, like, television. This, like, unhealthy obsession with, like, sticking the landing, like, a finale. Like, showrunners get Shyamalan all the time now, you know? Like, 
a good finale yeah. is like the most important thing in the universe. And if a finale doesn't work, it somehow for so many people undoes like the enjoyment of like years of a show. So like, of course people are going to feel like the two hours of a movie are like a waste of time if they don't like the ending because people are so suddenly finicky about their like need for a good ending. So in that way, I really feel like his biggest problem is now like artistically one of the biggest problems a lot of people are facing, especially because TV is like so so important now culturally so i think he's back in the sense that like the thing that made him so weak is now something that he should be forgiven for and i think like his movies just are like less expensive and there's less to worry about like there's really and this movie has a really good really good twist that i don't want to spoil but i kind of want to just spoil it for you later (laughs) but it has a really good one and it's Mm. not like a twist that changes like a plot it just like almost changes right. the it changes the entire movie and it's really crazy and it's really good and so he is my good friend okay. of the week and i think everyone should go see split it's making a lot of money which is great cool so m night that's you're my big. daddy oh my god <laughs> good friend of the week m night daddy M-Night, Shyamalan. daddy Shyamalan, my drag name <laughs> hmm. All right. okay and uh devil tongue of the week this week I mean, this is almost like a bigger conversation, but maybe it isn't. We we were having a moment talking. Okay, our our double tongue is all of these like crazy ass like medium post like liberal conspiracy medium posts. Like you see these all the time, right? Like, are you seeing them like in your timeline totally. like nonstop? Yo, like yeah, like nuclear fallout yeah. posts and yeah. like this is how coups start. This is how, this is how coups like, start. Post. Oh my god, that post, yeah. that post, and also all of these. My least favorite, like woke trope right now is this like while you were paying attention to this this is what was Uh, really happening and it's like okay first of all like stop yelling at me like i feel like you're literally screaming like through my computer screen second like these things are not like unrelated like these things are not like uh, citing everything as a distraction is more distracting if anything to be like no the muslim ban doesn't really matter because this piece of legislation is the thing it's like (laughs) yo it all matters okay like it's all a thing and i don't need some fucking like program developer in silicon valley who's writing some like medium post to be telling me like tisk tisk liberal boy sheep like there is so much happening (laughs) that you can't wrap your head around like oh my god it's so true. I mean, people just look for angles and then they just try to... I mean, it's all about clicks and people just want clicks and angles. But yeah, Medium's pathetic and actually they, they're they another media company that had to fire a bunch of people. Uh, really? Recently. Yeah, I mean, how are they making money? So, I guess they're like yeah. collaborating with places just to like be a... Pl- I mean, like The Ringer is a Medium... Yeah, they, they like host the Ringer's right. whole website. I mean, I just feel like these yeah. Medium posts sometimes are the equivalent of alarmist right-wing fake news it feels like the same thing like it's more rooted in actual fact because it's like using historical occurrences as context sure but like for instance like a coup like you're all he's already like president yeah. like that's that's not what a coup is a little alarmist. yeah it's a, the language is alarmist yeah. like that's not what a coup means you know what i mean like 
I don't know. I just am yeah. so over these. And they come out all the time. Like that coup post, for instance, that was like trending a couple weeks ago. The literal banner image was a frozen Statue of Liberty from the day after tomorrow. Did you see the image? The banner? I think I did. Cl- I mean, I think I clicked on the story and then I read like the first couple of paragraphs and I was like, I, I don't have the patience. I read this. the whole thing and I literally was like, OK, quick pause. Why did you use a CGI still image of the day after tomorrow for your piece about mm. Trump's coup? Like fear mongering, right? And I just reject it on both sides. Like, I just think like rational engagement with politics is more important right now than like any of this like. You guys, like, let me tell you, like, what's happening. It's called tyranny. Look it up. Like, oh, my God. Like, you're freaking me out. And it's not because I'm too scared of the truth. It's like, I don't know. I can just, I can parcel through this shit myself. And I don't need, like, some unsubstantiated, like, person who claims to have a background. And it's always, like, tech people. It's always, like, people who are, like, who I don't even know, like, it's some like Quora ass like writer. I don't know. Look, I get it. I mean, I understand it's uh, frustrating, but look, at least people are paying attention to politics. I, that's kind of cool. Yes. you know, all Everyone these page views taken away politics. from Bleach Report going to the fucking politics. politics. Yes, politics, but like, like alarmist conspiracy theories can make like if you are liberal. Unfortunately, like it can debilitate you. It can make you feel like the it's like true. there's nothing it makes to do. Worse, yes, right? of course. Like if you keep reading these medium posts instead of reading like reported sort like journalism, like political journalism, like all you're being told basically is like this is deeper and more entrenched than you think. Don't bother, bitch. Like <laughs> you know, like it's just yeah. it's not the right angle, and it's just like. I don't know. Like, save it for a zine. Like, it's just I don't need this shit to go viral and for people to be like, if you read one thing today, read this. Like, you're definitely right. It is very. It's zine-y. zine-y. It's zine girl of the 21st century. It's zine. So our zine devil tongue of the week goes to goes to medium. Goes to medium dot com. That one went long, rare. Um. So, Gare. So that's cool. Do you love it? So this is this is the end of uh, episode seventy four. A very Gare. I would call this one of our most Garish episodes. Um. Would you? Wait, it's episode seventy three, not seventy four. Oh, (laughs) we were so close to getting it right once. (laughs) Um, seventy three years young. Um. And as everyone knows, 1973 was a great year. So I think episode 73 is going to, you know, I hope you guys think it's a great episode. Um, sure. This is considered, um, in terms of the, in terms of anniversary, 73 is considered the very sexual anniversary. Um, so yes. this is a very, just inherently like sexy episode. You know what I mean? Like, that's just true. like hot. Something about it's like hot. Um, very hot. So yeah, Jack, I love you. Love you too. Everybody follow Corky. What is <laughs> Yorkie? Yorkie's anonymous. Yorkie's underscore Yorkie's anonymous. Underscore anonymous. Oh, s- a separate plug. Everybody sign up for my newsletter. Tinyletter.com slash. Oh, yeah, the newsletter. Everyone follow it or subscribe to it. I need to follow it. Yes, please subscribe. All you guys subscribe. Um, 
tinyletter.com slash Rod B. The newsletter is called Soda Fridge, and it'll be dropping in your inboxes in um, a couple weeks. Is it horny? Um, it's definitely horny, but it's also very demure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I describe it as um, one part Sophie's Choice, one part Spider-Man 2. Do you know what I mean? Like... I could get yeah. on board. Yeah. No, yeah. I get yeah. That. It's just like tonally, politically, it's a mix of those two, those two things. That's <clears> hot. Yeah. It's going to be hot, sexual. Um, okay. There will be a Kama Sutra position of the week with a illustration of me and me um, performing it with like a big smiley face. So that's, that's really uh that's a genius move. I think. Yeah. I think it'll be really powerful. I think it'll be really mm. strong. Um, I should actually really quickly tell people I'm not doing that. I'm worried that people are going to expect it and be really disappointed. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's not actually That's happening. not actually. That part's not actually happening. If only I could draw. Also, what about my ego being like, wait, I feel like people are going to be disappointed that I don't have a Kama Sutra illustration of two of me <laughs> fucking. I should tell them the truth. Ugh. <laughs> Everything about myself. What is there to like? Um, oh. But yeah, you should subscribe. If I can follow dog content, you can subscribe to my newsletter. <laughs> I'll happily subscribe. Yeah, to no, that was really for everyone else. <laughs> Who's listening? Um, okay, well, take okay. care, Earth, and until next week. Be movie. movie. Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. Give a little time for the child within you Don't be afraid to be young and free Undo the locks and throw away the keys And take off your shoes and socks and run Run through the bed and scare up the milking cows Run down the beach kicking clouds of sand Walk a windy weather day, feel your face blow away Stop and listen, love you